For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject Paul's Life and Letters, For or Against Torah. This is part one of the series. In this study, we're going to be sharing with you the Apostle Paul, his life, his ministry, his teachings, and particularly, we're going to be looking at his letters. And in looking at his letters, we're going to see what he taught about Yeshua and what he taught about the scriptures, what he taught about the Torah. And in doing so, what we want to examine is in Paul's letters, did he speak and did he write, did he teach for or against the Torah? So that's ultimately what we're going to be examining in this teaching. But to begin with, we want to do a study and look at the background of Paul himself and look at his life. And then from his life and his upbringing, we'll be able to better understand his teachings and ultimately what he wrote in his letters. So to begin with, we want to see that Paul was born a Jew. And in Acts chapter 21 in verse 39, it is written, but Paul said, I am a man which am a Jew. Paul was not only born Jewish, but he was from Cilicia. And in Acts chapter 21 verse 39, Paul goes on to say that I am a man which am a Jew of Tarsus, a city in Cilicia. Paul was a Roman citizen. We understand this from Acts chapter 22 in verses 28 and 29, as it is written. And the chief captain answered, with a great sum obtained I this freedom. And Paul said, but I was freeborn. In other words, he was born in the Roman Empire and as a Roman citizen. Then straightway they departed from him and then it says after he knew that Paul was a Roman or was a Roman citizen. In Paul's religious upbringing, he was a Pharisee and followed after the sect of the Pharisees and the sect of the Pharisees viewed the Bible that at Mount Sinai, Moses 
Moses gave to the children of Israel a written Torah and also the understanding of the written Torah was given and explained orally. And this is the present teaching of Orthodox Judaism or Rabbinic Judaism today and how they see their Bible. But who we call Orthodox Jews or Rabbinic Judaism in the first century, they were identified and they were called Pharisees. And so in Galatians in chapter 1 and verses 13 and 14, Paul writes, For you heard of my conversation, that's the old English word for lifestyle, in time past in the Jews' religion. So he's talking about Phariseeism. And I profited in the Jews' religion. In other words, he was a very good student. He was an honor student in his studies. And Paul says that I profited in the Jews religion above many my equals in my own nation. In other words, he was a top student. Being more exceedingly zealous of the tradition of my fathers or his faith in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and understanding the covenant that was made with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the history of the nation of Israel as it was viewed and explained through the eyes of Pharisaic Judaism, which Paul uses the phrase, the tradition of my fathers. So the tradition of my fathers does not mean, and he was not referring to the written Torah, but he was referring to the teachings of the Pharisees who viewed at Mount Sinai, there was a written Torah and there was an oral Torah and the rabbis see that they were given the religious responsibility to teach the written Torah through the oral Torah. And so it's in the writings of Josephus, a Jewish historian of the first century in Antiquities 13.10.6, where he explains the meaning of this phrase that Paul used in Acts chapter 1, the tradition of the fathers. And here we're going to explain to you that this is a reference to the viewpoint of the Pharisees where they see at Mount Sinai there was a written Torah and there was an oral Torah that was given. The Pharisees have delivered to the people a great many observances by succession from their fathers which are not written in the Torah of Moses In other words, it was communicated orally. And for that reason, it is that the Sadducees, which were overseers of the temple system, reject them and say that we are to esteem those observances to be obligatory, which are in the written word, but the people are not to observe what is derived from, and here's the phrase, the tradition of our forefathers. So we can see here in Josephus that the phrase, the tradition of our forefathers, is not referring to the written Torah that was given at Mount Sinai, but it's a reference to the Pharisaic view of what happened at Mount Sinai, where they say that Moses gave to the people a written Torah, but also the details about how to follow the written Torah was given to him orally and then the oral understanding of the written commandments was passed down from generation to generation and the rabbi
I say that they have faithfully received that oral instruction that they are then communicating to the people. So this is the religious background that Paul was brought up in. Paul, being Jewish and brought up in a religious family, he was circumcised the eighth day according to the instructions that was given to Abraham in Genesis chapter 17. We find in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5, Paul testifies that he was circumcised the eighth day. So Paul was born a Jew and he came from a religious family. He was circumcised the eighth day and he was from the tribe of Benjamin. Romans chapter 11 verse 1, Paul says, I'm an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. And then in Philippians chapter 3 verse 5, after saying that he was circumcised the eighth day, that he was an Israelite of the tribe of Benjamin. Now, Paul learned and spoke Hebrew. He tells us this in Acts chapter 21 verse 40. Paul spoke unto them in the Hebrew tongue. Paul religiously associated with the Jewish sect of the first century that are called Pharisees. Acts chapter 23, verse 6, Paul cried out, I am a Pharisee. I am a son of a Pharisee. And then in Philippians chapter 3, verse 5, Paul writes that he's not only from the tribe of Benjamin, but regarding the Torah, his religious viewpoint was that of a Pharisee. Paul testifies in the book of Acts that he was instructed in the Torah from Gamaliel. And so in Acts chapter 21, verse 40, Paul spake unto them saying, I am verily a man which am a Jew, this is Acts chapter 22 verse 3, brought up in this city, that is Jerusalem, at the feet of Gamaliel. So Gamaliel was his primary rabbi and he was taught according to the perfect manner of the Torah of the fathers, referring to the Pharisaic view that at Mount Sinai, Moses was given a written Torah and an oral Torah. So given that Paul testifies that he was taught the Torah by Gamaliel, and this we believe was Gamaliel the first. So who was Gamaliel the first? In the Wikipedia Encyclopedia, it explains that Gamaliel the Elder, or Rabbi Gamaliel the first, was a leading authority in the Sanhedrin, and that's the judicial court of the first century. According to the Torah, you're to have judges to rule in Torah matters. And and so these group of judges were known as the Sanhedrin. So Gamaliel the Elder, or Rabbi Gamaliel the First, was a leading authority of this group of judges known as the Sanhedrin in the middle first century. He was the grandson of the great Jewish teacher Hillel the Elder. And he died 20 years after the destruction of the second temple in Jerusalem. That destruction ultimately took place around the year 70 AD. So there were two primary competing schools of the Pharisees in the first century. And one school was led by Hillel and the other school was led by Shammai. So even though they were both Pharisaic sect and certain issues they disagreed, some 
sometimes very strongly with each other regarding issues of the Torah and of the particular Pharisaic sect that Paul identified with was that from Hillel and he was specifically taught the Torah through Hillel's grandson Gamaliel. And so even though Paul was born outside the land of Israel, he went to the land of Israel to Jerusalem to be educated and learn and study the Torah. And he testifies in Acts chapter 21 verse 17 that he was brought up in Jerusalem. It says, and when we were come to Jerusalem, Paul spake unto them saying, now Acts 22 verse 3, Paul says he's not only a Jew, but he he was brought up in Jerusalem. And so now in Acts chapter 21, we have an account where Paul is being accused of not following the Torah. So what we have covered so far in this teaching is looking at Paul's background in his life. And in doing so, we saw that Paul is born a Jew. He was circumcised the eighth day. He's an Israelite from the tribe of Benjamin. And he went to Jerusalem to study the Bible, and he was born into a Pharisaic family. So therefore, he was taught the understanding of the Bible through the Pharisees, particularly the sect that was associated with Hillel rather than Shammai, and that it was Hillel's grandson, Gamaliel, that was a teacher of the Pharisaic view of the Bible to Paul. Now, in Acts chapter 21, Paul is accused then of not following the Torah. And if we look at Acts chapter 21, then Acts chapter 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, and then the last part of Acts chapter 28 is an account of Paul defending the accusation that he did not follow the Torah and that he was teaching Jews among the Gentiles to not follow the Torah. And so then in Acts chapter 21, verse 18, it says, In the day following, Paul went in with us unto James, and all the elders were present. Acts chapter 21, verses 23 and 24. Do therefore this what we say to you, so that all may know that you yourself walk orderly and you follow the Torah. So Paul's being challenged. He's being accused of not following the Torah, and they are asking him to do something to prove and to show that he indeed is following the Torah. So Paul's response in Acts chapter 21 verse 24 is Paul takes a vow that he indeed is a follower of the Torah. Acts chapter 21 verse 24 it is written, them take and purify yourself so that all may know that those things whereof they were informed concerning you or the accusations that are made against you are baseless, that they're nothing. And show then, therefore, that you yourself walk orderly and you follow the Torah. And so what they're asking of Paul is that he would show his accusers that he's following the Torah according to the Pharisaic belief system of the Torah. So Paul accepts the challenge in Acts chapter 21, verse 26. Paul took the men and the next day, purifying himself 
himself with them, entered into the temple to signify the accomplishment of the days of purification until an offering should be offered for every one of them. So in Paul coming against the accusations that were against him and defending himself against those accusations, in Acts chapter 21, Paul is taking a Nazarite vow, which is a vow that pertains and applies to this situation that he could take this vow for a limited period of time regarding a particular issue. And so this is what Paul is doing here. And what should be significant to us is that mainstream traditional Christianity today teaches that Paul in his letters that he taught that in being a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, in being saved by grace through faith, that as an expression of faith in Yeshua while being saved by grace through faith, that you're not supposed to follow his Torah because when Yeshua died, he nailed the Torah. He nailed the law to the cross and thus put it into another time, put it into another age. And so since this is how traditional Christianity represents Paul's teachings in his letters, it's significant for us here to realize that Paul was accused of himself not following the Torah and teaching others to not follow the Torah. And he took a vow to demonstrate that the accusations were false against him. And when in this teaching, we look in greater detail regarding Paul's teachings in his letters, we are ultimately going to see how Paul's views are misrepresented. And because people don't know the Torah, they're not understanding what Paul is teaching and explaining in his letters. And they then come to a conclusion that he was teaching that in being saved by grace through faith and believing in Yeshua as the Messiah, that they say that Paul taught that we're not to express our faith in Yeshua by following his Torah. But actually, this teaching is to ultimately show you that Paul was teaching believers in Yeshua to follow Yeshua's Torah by his Holy Spirit, not for salvation, but as an expression of obedience in living our daily lives unto Yeshua and the God of Israel. So Paul kept the written Torah. In Acts chapter 24, verse 10, Paul answered, now verse 13, regarding the accusation that was made against him in Acts chapter 21, that he himself was not following the Torah and he taught others to not follow the Torah. Paul replied, in addition to the vow that he took to visibly show that the accusations were false, he then states in his testimony in Acts chapter 24 verse 13, neither can they prove the things that they accuse me. And the accusation was that he did not follow the Torah and taught others not follow the Torah. Paul says that they cannot prove. But then he says, but this I will say is true. This is what I will confess to in Acts chapter 
chapter 24, verse 14. So worship I the God of my fathers, believing all things that are written in the Torah. So rather than he himself not following the Torah, he says, I believe all things that are written in the Torah. So in believing all things written in the Torah, Paul kept the biblical Sabbath. Acts chapter 17, verses 1 and 2. They came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And in Acts chapter 17, verse 2, Paul, and it says, as was his custom, which means he did it on a regular basis. He's not visiting as his custom. He went in unto those in the synagogue, and for three weeks, for three Sabbath days, he reasoned with them out of the scriptures. Well, what was the scriptures that he used to reason with them regarding what the scripture said? He used the Hebrew scripture. The Jewish people call it the Tanakh, which is an acronym of the three ways in which they section the Hebrew scriptures. The first section is the Torah, and so we have the T for Torah, and then we have the section of the prophets. The word prophet in Hebrew is Navi, plural is Nevi'im, so we have the N from Navi, and then we have the writings. The writings are called the Ketuvim. So we take the first letter of Torah and prophet, Navi, and and then writings, Ketuvim, it makes the acronym Tanakh, which is what the Jewish people express the Hebrew scriptures as being. And so Paul not only kept the Sabbath, but Paul kept the feast of Shavuot or Pentecost. Acts chapter 20, verse 16. For Paul had made up his mind, or he determined, to be at Jerusalem for the celebration of the day or the feast of Pentecost. And so Paul then, and looking at his life in the book of Acts, he's being accused of not following the Torah and teaching others to not follow the Torah. He takes a vow to demonstrate that the accusations are false. Then he goes on to say in his testimony that they cannot prove the accusations that they're making against me. But he then said that he believes all things that are written in the Torah. And we see in the book of Acts that Paul keeps the Sabbath and he keeps the festivals. He keeps the feast of Shavuot. And being so, as he testified, zealous for the tradition of his fathers, which is the Pharisaic view of the Bible, wherein they view that there was a written Torah and an oral Torah and the oral Torah supersedes the written Torah. In other words, what the rabbis teach, the oral Torah, the interpretation of the written supersedes what the written says. This being the Pharisaic view of the Hebrew scriptures. And then given that following Yeshua's death, the religious authorities, the rabbis of Pharisaic Judaism, that they did not accept that Yeshua was the Messiah of Israel. They did not accept except that he was the Messiah of the world. Paul, in being zealous for his faith, believing that everything that he believed about the scriptures was right and true, invalid, he ended up persecuting believers in Yeshua as the Messiah and his initial non-acceptance that Yeshua was the Messiah as prophesied in the Hebrew scriptures. So Acts chapter 9 in verse 
verses 1 and 2, it is written, And Paul, breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, or Yeshua, went to the high priest and desired of him or requested of the high priest that letters would be written and then taken to Damascus to the synagogues, proclaiming that if there was found there any of this way, that is, those believing that Yeshua is the Messiah, whether they be men or women, that he would capture them and bring them back to Jerusalem to the Pharisaic authorities. Now, in Acts chapter 7, well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, Paul's life and letters, for or against Torah. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.